Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we have a lot of tech news, including Samsung can't even give away S5s. We also talk about synergy with Amazon, contributors by Google getting free apps, uh, Uber being uber sleazy, and a lot more tech news. It's coming up right now on a brand new Don't Panic. This is Don't Panic, episode number 71, recorded November 24th, 2014, on Synergy, Uber Sleazy, and no free apps. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an exciting edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you, the show that truly gives thanks for this giving. I am Sean Jennings, and I am joined by the uh, cranberry sauce and turkey stuffing of technology. Uh, they're what the Indians call maize. Ladies and gentlemen, Colby Rabadou and Dan Miller. You sh- what the Indians call amazing is oh, what you amazing. should have said yes. to make up for that terrible pun you started out with that I already forgot. I know. I, I don't know why I even why I even bother. The, the honest problem is I always have something much better than what I actually say in my head before the show. Mm. And then I have to push about 20 different buttons in the opening. And by the time I've done all that, my mind is empty. Sure. You got to like, write it uh, down. Uh, don't, don't panic. Technology podcast. Dan Miller. <laughs> That's, I'm just going to do the show like that from now on. <laughs> I like that. We, we, we can just literally, we can do the whole show panicking instead of not panicking. That, who's dialing the phone? <laughs> I, I, I hit, if you hit the numbers and... <laughs> <laughs> that's so great i did not know your desk i did that can you that's play a song great. like that colby green sleeves green sleeves <laughs> i can't wait for the long distance bills on whoever the hell you just called <laughs> it's gonna be like you know shanghai uh, or something uh that'll be a joke that none of our children will get long distance uh, calls yeah telephone numbers yeah uh, yeah Guys, what's up? What's going on? Excited um, for the, for the Thanksgiving holiday slash massive snowstorm. Yeah, I'm annoyed when that there's gonna be snow. But yeah, I'm beginning to understand why adults hate the holidays. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. I sort of like Thanksgiving last year. I just skipped it. I was like, nope, I'm not going. I just stayed in California. Well, yeah, you had a good excuse. You were awfully far away. Yeah, I guess that's true, but. No, I don't know. It's fine. Like, I don't know what to do. I could, like, try and go home tomorrow. Um, or I could, like, my sister's not going home till Thursday, so I don't have a that guaranteed ride, which I'm, I was, I was hoping. But Oh, do you not have your car? No, my parents, I, I no longer have a vehicle. Right, your, your rusted out Jeep. Yeah. That Ford Explorer. I'm sure it's still chugging somewhere, a death trap it for is. some pole so Ford person. They sold it they sold it to a person that lives like up the road from them and they still see it drive by oh, sometimes. Man. So it's that still kicking. Dangerous. Uh probably great. Uh wonderful. Well, you know what? I, I think this is enough chit chat. We got <laughs> we gotta move right into the the nitty gritty of the show, which is we do this every Monday night, ten PM Eastern, seven PM Pacific on your internet at our website, don'tpanic.io. There you get the live shows and the recorded shows. We make them available in HD video and slightly better than SD audio. Uh, You can get them on iTunes, (laughs) RSS, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, all your favorites. 
Uh, and I want to remind everyone wow. out there, we're still doing our sticker pack giveaway. That's right. You, too, can get a free pack of show stickers. Don't panic. Change mode coffee and beer. We've got all your favorite hits. Uh, and I will mail them to you at the cost of a stamp. That's right. I'll eat that cost so you can have free stickers. All you have to do, super easy, go on Twitter and tweet a message about the show. And all you have to include is two things. One, at Don't Panic Show. And two, the URL of our website, don'tpanic.io. Uh, do those two things in a tweet, send it, and I will make sure you get your sticker pack. Ooh. Amazing. Uh, let's <laughs> jump into the news. Uh, I hope you're prepared. I ask you this every week. Guys, you have a story you want to talk about? Mm. All right, so uh, there was one I wanted to talk about. Oh, what do you guys think of the the Facebook groups app? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really it no, it doesn't like pop up so I always forget to open it. Like I don't understand when you'd use it. I understand when you'd use it, but it never like presents itself. Yeah, there's some, there's weird going on cuz I'm getting I'll get either duplicate notifications or no notifications. Like I think it's still trying to figure itself out, which I'm sure is just an update away yeah. from being better. Um Right. I uh-huh. I am so conflicted on the split apps debate. Should you split your apps or keep them all in one? To be honest, I think this group's experience, even in its kind of half-baked first beta form, is like significantly better than what groups was in the primary app. So, yeah, I think it's better than the primary app. I don't really go on Facebook yeah, anymore. I just go app on is Messenger. Very like legacy app to me. It's like it's only there because it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, uh, I, I don't know if – are people big groups users? I don't know. I mean, I, I I would assume there are groups of people who are big groups users. Like, obviously, I don't think we are the biggest groups users. Like, but we could be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there's there's good uses for them, but I just – like Facebook to me has about 800 features your average person doesn't know about. And yeah. I think groups is a shining. I think Messenger was a good example of that until they broke it out into its own app. Right. Yeah, well, I feel like that's the this sort of thing makes stuff like that accessible where it really isn't accessible in the main app. It's like buried in in the back in in that like you know, side menu, the hamburger menu. And like no one's gonna go there. Yes, <laughs> the, the hamburger. And I appreciate um, Dan Miller posting in our uh, "Don't Panic" group. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? We saying? can also. Uh, I think this would. I think it requires people to use groups differently. Uh, like our, we have a little group, the three of us, for talking about the show, which I think is actually not how most people use groups. Groups would be like, I don't know the. The Marist College Band group, it has like 500 people in it, mm-hmm. uh, ranging from 18 to 45, and no one really posts there. It's just something you're in. Maybe sometimes someone will like, oh, alumni weekend, come over here, or something like That's not what groups here. Here you would, it'd sort of be like a WhatsApp or a group me where you'd have uh, a group of your friends that you're talking to, but it's not just messages, it's, it's Facebook posts, it's content and right. links and videos and pictures with See, like threaded discussion I, I so i kind of feel like it's like privacy lists 
that people can actually like understand and use. Um, if that makes any sense, like I feel like there's a it's lot a of private Facebook there. for a group of people, <laughs> right? Um, so I, I feel like I don't know. This is something we like talked about. Like I knew this was happening too. We're getting to the end of like <laughs> things I knew that were happening, um, but. I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, there, I think you would be surprised. Like there are, I think there are people like smaller groups of people who use groups for things like families that just have groups together or like, I think it's really nice. Cause that's, I don't know. I think that's one of the things I'm just not that interested in Facebook anymore because there's, I just have so many people in my regular newsfeed and I, I don't care that much about them. And, I miss like, you know, the old days of Facebook when it was just the people you were friends with from high school and that was way more fun. Um, so I feel like this, uh, I don't know, it could be good. It really depends if other people, if people start using it. But What confuses me the most about this is not the fact that this is what they're doing and uh, not that. What confuses me is, didn't like two weeks ago they bring out an app called Rooms that basically does the exact same thing? Well, so I don't, I haven't used Rooms at all, but wasn't Rooms like more of a Twittery thing? Like it, it was like a public anonymous possible yeah, I think the anonymous is probably the biggest difference. The reason I see the similarities is it's based on rooms or groups where there's threads mm. and you can post pictures and comments and you subscribe to groups or rooms. I think you're yeah. right. It's not as directly linked to your Facebook, but it is a right. very similar concept. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I kind of feel like rooms is was one of those like like slingshot like experiments that is that may or may not be moonshot. it's like <laughs> moonshot i don't know that's not it's not slingshot no it's slingshot it is slingshot you slingshot what their snapchat knockoff that was oh never mind yeah all right <laughs> is that still a thing do people use that i mean it's in the app store oh. i don't think anyone ever used it is the problem but you know, I, I just, it's, it just confused me that they would release these two so closely. Like, if you want, I don't know, see, I don't know why anyone would go use Rooms now as if they were going to before, why they would go use it now that there's this great Groups app. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, and I, I see your point that is they, they do seem very close. It just, to um, me, it just screams lack of strategy is really what it is. There's no high level strategy at Facebook. Every time I see whether it's slingshot, whether it's rooms, and then followed by groups, they're breaking. Th they broke off one thing. They bring it back in. And Colby, please so, speak. Tell me I'm wrong. So I, I, I think groups make sense in that it it like I said before, like the there are all these things on Facebook desktop that are much more visible on desktop because you have more surface area, whereas on mobile they're buried and people use mobile and not desktop so much anymore. So I think breaking out groups makes a lot of sense. Like, I think it is, it, it's like as a standalone thing, it makes a lot more sense. 
um, like on mobile, it does. I, I definitely agree. agree rooms. With that. I have no idea about rooms. I don't. <laughs> I'm, I I haven't downloaded it. I don't plan on downloading it or ever using it. Um, I don't. You know, you didn't like, download it at all. No, I didn't. Well, because when it came out, I didn't have an iPhone, and after I got an iPhone, I forgot about it. So <laughs> I guess I could download it right now. Good. It took but... me about five seconds of having a bunch of QR codes in my camera roll to realize I didn't want it. So <laughs> I said that was that was enough of that experiment. I'm I'm good. Um, yeah. So you can get Facebook groups. It's available in the App Store today. Get Woo. your group on. Uh, uh, get it. Yeah. See what I did there. Uh, is that is that still a company? I think it might be. I had assumed they would have gone bankrupt by now. No, they just didn't weren't wildly successful. Is Zynga still a company? Barely. Oh my god! What happened? Groupon. I I, mean, I I thought they blew up and then imploded. But did, am I wrong? No, they're still going. I mean, even their less successful competitor, Living Social, is still going. Uh, what do I know? I just host a podcast. Nobody watches. Uh, let's move on. Talk about more news. Uh, what story would you guys like to hit next? Hmm. Let's talk about the Git versus install on the App Store. Yeah. So this is an interesting thing. Um, you may be used on the uh, Apple App Store to seeing free apps. The little button you click on to download it says free on it. Uh, and if it's not free, it'll say 99 cents or whatever it costs. Well, you may have tuned into your app store the other day and noticed that instead of free, it now said get. You now get apps. Apps aren't free. You just get them or you pay for them. Uh, clear enough for you? Uh, Very clear. The theory behind why this change was made is that pressure from the European Union and the Federal Trade Commission after all those lawsuits of parents downloading free apps for their kids and then their kids buying $8,000 worth of in-app purchases apps these apps technically aren't free because they have in-app purchases that's the theory behind changing it from saying free to saying get yeah makes sense i mean i was so i didn't read about that and then i just saw it and i was like what yeah and it's very it's very subtle and to be honest if i hadn't read the story i don't even think i would have noticed um that they had made that change because it is very subtle i i did notice I noticed immediately. You're so good, Colby. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have, while I, I understand that that is probably why they're doing this, I have a hard time like sympathizing with parents of the children. Because if their children were able to buy many, many dollars worth of in-app purchases, that means their children knew their app store password. And again... Why? Uh, so, he has no no sympathy. I, I feel like the, the responsibility <laughs> lies with one of the two parties involved, and it's probably not Apple. But that's yeah, just, I don't think this is going to make much of a difference. No, no it, it, honestly, legally, it's yeah, legally, can, yeah, that's sure. what it is. They don't want to pay out another couple hundred million dollars to. Uh, to parents who got fooled by their children. Yep. How sad. Yep. Um, there you go. Apps are now get. They're no longer free. Um, let's continue on. To 
You tease synergy. Are we gonna talk I about synergy? We can talk about one of my favorite words. And and Dan, I actually thought of you today, and you'd find this hilarious. I, I guess Colby too. Were you innoventing things today? Uh, well, yeah, two things. One at Win the conference, a company tried to tell me that winnovating ah, is a yeah. term, and I literally gagged in my mouth. Like I'm in marketing, and that was too far. The other thing is, <laughs> um, what were what were they selling? Like, what was the industry? They weren't even selling. It was a it was a social media conference, and this company makes like industrial parts for like trains and machines and factories and stuff. And they were like, "Yeah, we're pioneering Winovention," and it had like a trademark on it. And I'm like, "Oh," it had like its own logo. And I'm like, "Oh my god, you people!" I'm gonna um, look it up. Shame on you. Yes, uh, don't get me in trouble. Don't say the name of the company. Although you've never heard of them, I can assure you, unless you're into like pneumatic cylinders. Um. While you're looking that up, we will talk synergy. Uh, you remember when Amazon founder and noted crazy person Jeff Bezos went ahead and purchased the Washington Post <laughs> last year. Uh, one of the questions was, what does that mean for Amazon? Well, today we found out that you will get a free six-month subscription to the Washington Post if you buy a Kindle Fire in the last few years um, and if you buy a new one coming forward. Um You'll also get the app to your existing Kindle via push without your choice. Uh, inside of an upcoming software update, though, you will be able to delete it after the fact. Uh, the Post app delivers two versions each day, a morning edition and a late edition, delivered 12 hours apart. Um, and there you go. After the free trial is up, the Post will plan to charge an additional dollar for another six months, and then after that, it's about 3 to $5 a month, with a final price to be determined. It's not available for owners of um, of the e-ink Kindles, like the Paperweight Voyage, only the HD and HDX models of the Kindle Fire. That's interesting. Uh, so I looked up Winovention, and the only result is a Twitter account, Winovention, that has tweeted three times. It's a Dutch Twitter account, and it looks like it has something to do with green cars. Uh, the most recent retweet was from May of 2013, entirely in Dutch. That uh, actually yeah. might be the same company, because I know they were all the social media out of the Netherlands, but... Yes. All right. Nine followers. Wow. Really going places. Um, I don't have a, a any... Do you guys have any thoughts on, on the Amazon stuff? I'm not surprised. No, like it's it. a good follow-up, because well, we talked about this when they bought it, and we yeah. were like, what are they going to do? Yeah. Uh, I still think Nothing this is kind good. of an altruistic uh, from crazy person Jeff Bezos. <laughs> you know? I uh, I mean, I honestly think it's a desperation move, and they're just hoping people will pay for the Washington Post after the free trial's up, is what it is. I don't know no. if he's being a nice guy giving it away for free. No, uh, no, I, I use a nice guy to buy it. No. <laughs> yeah, oh, and by the way, uh, and I'll have to pull this up so you at home can see. Have you guys been to the Washington Post's website lately? No. It's horrendous. Yeah, it's the worst of it, them all. From it, what I remember. Oh, it it's is the one way... has the paywall. You can only see a certain amount. Well, it's not even that. It's like there's ads on like four sides of the screen. There's like ad block, Sean. Come on. You know I what? Don't see any. You know what? <laughs> oh yeah, I was just I was just looking. I was like, I don't see that many ads. All right. Well, you know, I'm gonna turn it off. I'm gonna turn it yeah, off. Yeah. Wait till you see the difference. All right. It Hang will on. blow you away. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's bad. 
Oh, wow. 3,000 mile test drive on the Hyundai there. They're, they're all moving so fast. That's it's, it's aggressive. Um, but anyway, as I was saying, what is interesting to me is how many people actually are going to care that they now have the Washington post. Like, honestly, like I realize it's free and there's some reason to that, but I know personally, if I had a Kindle fire, I would probably try this for two days, three days, and then probably never use it again, even though it's free. Just because yeah. I get much better, much more up-to-date, and much more customized news on things like Twitter. Yeah. Do you read your news um, on Twitter, Sean? I basically get all my news from Twitter. Now, those links, of course, lead to the Washington Post and you know whatever the sites are. But where sure, I initially yeah. hit them is on Twitter. I wouldn't go into a Washington Post app to read the day's stories. Now, I don't, yeah, so... I don't use Twitter for real news. I'll use it for news that's relevant to the people I follow. Uh, but I've, I don't, I follow a very narrow set of individuals really, which is bad. Uh, but that's what I want Twitter for. I'll read the, I, I will check the New York times two or three times a week, maybe. Yeah. So do you guys remember a while ago when I, that I started subscribing to the New York times cause I was reading it a bunch. Yeah. Um, yep. so this is a somewhat related tangent, but, um, I've kind I've since since I left California I've stopped reading it. <laughs> um, Too close. It, now you're reading like the uh, San Francisco Chronicle now or something. <laughs> no, Nostalgic. I just I just haven't really replaced it. Um, I, actually, the real thing I've been listening to things on the radio way more than like I listen the to radio the, radio. Well, no, like the NPR app or podcasts. What is radio? Podcaster than radio. <laughs> That's like how your cell phone communicates with the cell phone tower, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, okay. But in any case, the other day I went to unsubscribe to the New York Times because, mm. like, the, it, they're tricky because they only bill you like every three months, so you get it, so you have a long time to forget about it, um, and then it comes back. But I went to unsubscribe, and you can't unsubscribe online. You have to call them. Smart. Right. And I was like. Man, <laughs> did you? No, I didn't call them. It works. It doesn't. I don't work. have time for that. It's, they it's can just have my just money for another them. month or yes. two. That's why I still have Hulu Plus. I literally tried to cancel three different times, and they kept billing me. And so I said, "All right, well, I'll just keep Hulu Plus. It that's, works." That's that's exactly what happened with uh, my, my Xbox Live subscription, mm. but like. I never could cancel it, so they still keep billing my credit card that expired two years ago. <laughs> I'm going to laugh so they're hard when you get a huge bill from Microsoft. They're not getting any money. They don't know where I live. Maybe they do. Oh, I don't they're know. listening. They know. Um, all right. Well, that's it for Synergy. Let's move on to another story of... Uber. Let's talk about Uber. All right. All I right. want to take a specific big, big whammy here. I want to take a unique spin on this because it's not a very nice story. Let's be honest. Um, the uh, executive, uh, who, which executive was it at Uber? I have to find who was mm, being a something. Star. Michaels. Michael something. Emil Michael, who is a vice president, there uh, got in trouble because he said to a reporter that he would hire a team of people to. Uh, track her and um, do whatever it took to discredit her. I'm paraphrasing, to be fair. Um, 
that comes on the heels of an uh, a different executive named uh, Josh Moher, who is the general manager of Uber New York, tracked a BuzzFeed news reporter as he uh, as she used the service to travel to a meeting using a tool internally they call Godview, which allows um, the people within Uber to track both Uber vehicles and customers who have requested a car. Um, despite the fact that their privacy statement uh, says that they won't track you unless, quote, legitimate business purposes. It's caused a lot of controversy online. The reason I wanted to bring this up, and it's up to you guys if you want to talk about this, I think this is interesting, how companies internally protect user information. Now, you've both worked for companies with large customer bases. Would you be willing Mm -hmm. to share any of the ways your companies protect customer information you can say no you're not gonna hurt my feelings i mean i i'll talk about it i don't i don't care i mean so so the thing i feel like stuff like this happened with facebook in the earlier days of facebook too before they got their shit together and got like you know investigated by the fcc or whoever deals with privacy stuff um like this sort of I don't know. I feel like this. Some of the stuff that has been happening with Uber reminds me of some of the, like the really bad press that Facebook got when they were a bunch of like you know twenty somethings who were just didn't give a shit and they were kind of like dicks about everything. Um, and you know, eventually they become legitimate and like you can't be a jerk. You can't be a jerk anymore because you're a real business. Um, like that happens. So I mean, at 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 Facebook and the same the same thing at HubSpot, like we as employees, we there were tools available to us to like log into people's accounts, but that all those tools were like heavily audited. So um you know, like if I if if we got a bug report from a per some someone externally, um and we couldn't reproduce it and we had for whatever reason had some reason to believe that like you know it only would happen on their account we could log into their account that being said that was like we could not we we were not allowed to do it if we knew the person so like Sean if you submitted a bug report to Facebook and I got it I could not log into your account under any circumstances I would I would probably be fired within seconds I would imagine um it was a little we could do it for other employees like if we asked them first so like um it was something like you know like my co-work the people i sat next to it would be like oh colby this is weird can you look and check it out you can log into my account right like that was fine but we couldn't we couldn't just like willy-nilly log into people's accounts for no reason because you would get fired immediately like they <laughs> they take it very seriously now um and it is it is like it's important because when you, when you, when it's an important tool because like when your, your software gets sufficiently big and complicated, like crazy shit happens and there it's, you know, sometimes that's the only way to figure out what's wrong um, and make sure everyone's getting like the best, the best experience they can. Um, But it's certainly can be abused if, your employees don't approach it with the the right perspective. 
So I would imagine uh, Uber will probably be changing the way they do this sort of thing pretty soon. Yeah, I would hope. And, and I think I think you're right that, I mean, if you think about Uber, I mean, that is a company that has grown so fast, so quickly, um, that it's probably in a way surprising they don't have proper uh, systems in place to, to prevent these kind of things that more established companies have. And I think, Dan size. Here's my point. There are plenty of companies that are probably about maybe not uber size but are pretty big and they just not they're composed they probably don't have these controls in place they're just not jerks oh, so you I, never hear about it i think you're exactly right, right. <laughs> this guy seems like an asshole i think you're exactly right like you don't go to a reporter and there's and been say, many this is a, a history of this stuff in the past three months and could, this could be some like person going after him and like everyone's just trying to point out their flaws for some reason i don't know uh, but there are so many companies where you don't hear about this. Yeah. Like, you never I mean, hear about Stripe going after journalists for being critical of their service. Or, right. Yeah. I, I feel like, especially lately, Uber is kind of... And even Airbnb, who has to do a lot of political uh, lobbying, like, they're not being underhanded about it they're just advertising a lot for their stuff and spending money on lawyers and lobbying and that's fine but to to imply to someone that you're going to stalk them because of what they've said about your company and to show up at their at their when they arrive somewhere because you knew where they were going that's some next level <laughs> bullshit yeah, that's right just there showing off it's it's yeah i mean i feel i, I I, I don't find it particularly surprising given like the arrogance with which Uber has kind of dealt with their time in the spotlight. Like they've kind of been acting like a bunch of dicks, like which <laughs> we're not missing like, words I, in this episode. <laughs> I mean, it's true though. Like their, their, yes, their thing is cool and yes, it's controversial and, and yes, they're shaking things up. But, you know, there's, I don't know, like, there's only so far you can go without being, like, being a jerk about it and still get get your way. Like, eventually, at some point, the tide will turn against them and they'll either have to get their shit together or they'll, they'll you know, I don't know, go the way of MySpace or something. Like, um, whereas, like you said, Airbnb, I feel like, is a similar, like, very controversial, like, messing with some some long-standing established stuff. And lots of people are kind of, like, upset or mixed feelings about it, but they're, like, acting like adults instead of 13-year-olds. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens, but... Yeah, and, and the interesting parallel I sort of draw here is to the... Um, the tech bubble the first time around. I mean, when you're talking the late 90s, early 2000s, you had a lot of this going on. You had young people who were getting very rich very quickly, leading companies that all of a sudden had tens of thousands of employees, you know, going out and making fools of themselves and embarrassing them and their companies and putting a bad reputation on the industry as a whole. Um, and, and I think it's was a problem, is a problem, and it's going to continue to be a problem, I think. The reason I wanted to talk about 
the positive side of the story is that there are companies who do, you know, this isn't something like, oh, every company can just log into your account and see everything you're doing. Because I think that's what a lot of people have taken away from this. And that's not necessarily true. Not in every case. No. I think almost every technology company has the capability to do that. Uh, but to, I don't know how often they would actually do it. Yeah, I, I think that's right. It's 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 more about the corporate culture and the the policies, even not necessarily written, but more just generally accepted that I think impact this the most. So, um, Uber Sleazy uh, is is a story we'll keep tabs on, and who knows what ridiculous thing they'll do next. Uh, but we got to continue on and talk <laughs> about more news. Um, how about how about this? Uh, they could get into the international arms trade and have Uber for tanks. Where yes. You just... You just, you know, tap where you are. You're about to cause some major destruction, and it, the tank rolls up, and you can just take it from there. Yeah. And then you, you're not really that concerned about the damage that the tank sustains because they're just going to take it back at the end of the day anyways. Uber mercenaries <laughs> for hire. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Did uh, Speaking of Uber being sleazy, did you guys see the Rides of Glory thing? No. They So they briefly posted and almost immediately took down a blog post um, detailing how they their like data analysts had um, well to step back a second so rides of glory is uber's take on the walk of shame <laughs> so it identified like basically like people going home from a one night stand after a night of drinking and they they like did all this data analysis of like where like the most likely rides that were this in like what neighborhoods of what cities were, were like wow really that was yeah and so if you google it they um like they put it up and took it down like right away but it was on like I don't know. It was in like it got archived in like internet.org or or, or archived whatever that site is and sure. like so so <laughs> lots of people like reposted the the archived copy of the the blog um like if you google it it'll come up but that that was just another one that was like what were, what were you thinking <laughs> wow. wow but yeah good times <sighs> well let's talk about a more positive story uh why don't we talk about samsung our good buddies at Samsung. Yay, we love them so much. We, we do, and they're top quality products. Well, Dan, what if I told you the Galaxy S5 sold 40% fewer units than Samsung predicted, said to be, quote, piled up in warehouses, end quote. Would that surprise you? 40% more of what? 40% uh, fewer units than Samsung had predicted they would sell, leading to piles of phones in warehouses. Did the, do we know units of what phone? Or S5. does all phones? S5. Oh, S5. Yeah. Uh, that is surprising. Although, yeah, that is surprising. Color me surprised. I would have thought, I don't know, don't, aren't, isn't that like the best-selling Android phone? The S whatever it is? Yeah, well, that's the latest S. Let me throw a wrinkle in that. What if I a told wrinkle. you now... That the U.S. was the only market where sales actually increased. Now that is interesting. Sales were said to be down over 50% in China. Hmm. Now what... Aha! Now what do you say, Mr. Miller? 
Okay, so that starts to make more sense. But what's taking the market in China? Windows Phone? Um, I, that's a good question. I don't have a strict answer, but my, my assumption would be uh, lower-cost Android phones and iPhones. Because I think the Samsung, at least in China, is really at an awkward spot because they're not as cheap as... Either if you're in China, my guess would be you're going to go cheap Android or you're going to spend the money and get an iPhone. Because mm-hmm. I think the iPhone has such a cultural cachet there that if you're willing to put in the money, you just go for the iPhone. Uh, and they've sold – Apple has just done bananas um, in China. Have they? That they have. I didn't know that. Yeah. They, uh, this was – I think they're, they they had a huge launch over there with the 6 and the 6 Plus. So um, that, that, that would be they... completely my guess. Totally a guess. Okay. I would be surprised if that was Apple taking away that market share. What What do you think it is? Low cost Android, or Android just alternatives? What or what, what about the uh, the uh, what's the native Chinese Android phone manufacturer? Hawaii H U A W Huawei. Huawei. That's I. Right. That is <laughs> yeah. how you say that. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been my guess. Or uh, and there's another one too, but you're right. That it is those. I, I honestly I could not tell you. Um, this article doesn't say. Um, what it does say is that the uh, mobile division at Samsung is getting a shakeup uh, with changes at the executive level um, based on some of these uh, tough sales. Interesting. Well, hopefully they'll stop putting all that crap on their phones in the U.S. <laughs> Will they learn? Maybe. <laughs> I like to think that all the people who bought like S4s finally got annoyed with them and were like, I don't want to do this again. Well, that's what's interesting, right? Is we saw Apple sell a blowing away their past sales with the 6 and the 6 <coughs> Plus, And then you see Samsung and Amazon Fire Phone, each with their own different problems, piling up in warehouses. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's an interesting... I'd be curious a year or two from now to look at the market share numbers and see how they've shifted from where they were even last year. Because um, I have a feeling that the ground Apple lost to Android, they might be gaining some of that back. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing Apple had going for them this time around was that they were, like, they had a pretty big new feature. And that was that it was bigger. Right? That's <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Like that that was a new thing for iPhones. That was like that's not a new thing for Android. Like Android didn't have a new thing this year. Um and for you know, because that's the way it's been for a while. So if the only thing keeping you from getting an iPhone was that you wanted a bigger screen, they solved your problem, I guess. But I don't know. I think the other sort of one out of a hundred reasons you could pick from, I'm going to pick the one that Apple has regular announcements. You know when they're going to announce their new phones, right? You can time your two-year contract cycle to buying a new iPhone. I did Mm -hmm. that. Millions of Americans did that, right? They took their four S's that had just turned two years old and upgraded to the six. Samsung, on the other hand, releases 40 phones throughout the years at random intervals with some have announcements, some are press releases, I think that may be one of the reasons why that I think Apple is, is creating a culture of this kind of circular, keeping them in the loop. Whereas Samsung is just kind of throwing a lot at the wall. Um, yeah. And, and I think that that hurts them. Do people really care about that though? Like who really cares about that? 
Well, I think I think people are smart enough to say I want the latest phone. I mean, I, I, I always t I always tell people never take the free phone, and the reason why is because in two years that free phone is going to be a much worse off than the phone you paid some. It's better to put the money up front. And I think I like to think most consumers are smart enough to realize that, and that's why you wait for the newest phone. Why would I buy the 5s when in a month or two I know I know Apple will release the six because they do it every fall around the same time. Yeah, that's at least my theory. Okay. Hmm. But what do I know? Um, <laughs> do you know? I, you know, Dan, I ask myself that every day. Um, let's continue on, and we can talk about uh, contributors by Google, Beats, Nokia, Nokia. We can talk about Nokia. Now, I want to point out this is not Nokia. Now, this is Nokia. Remember that. Uh, yeah. Can you explain what happened there? So this is what happened. When Microsoft bought Nokia, okay. they didn't buy all of Nokia. They bought some right. of Nokia. They bought the handset business. What they left behind was the Nokia brand name yep. for certain uses, the software, and all the Android development, though I think they have some licensed right to use it, and um, a few and pa some patent stuff. Was most, that was mostly what they left. Well, Nokia is using what Microsoft left to release a tablet. Now, what's most interesting about this tablet is that Nokia isn't making it. Now, go with me on this. This is not a Nokia okay. tablet. It's a Nokia tablet. Right. And what I mean by that is this is made by Foxconn. Mm -hmm. It is merely named Nokia. Nokia is doing the software. But Nokia is not responsible for the hardware. That comes from Foxconn. Right. And potentially... And what kind of... Oh, it's Android. Yes, running 5.0 Lollipop with Nokia's custom Z launcher, which is oh. horrific. You know, that sounds like a 90s extreme, like glow-in-the-dark type Z launcher. Yes. Um, yes. Which does some things about getting apps to you when... Sounds like a Dragon Ball Z episode. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I try to explain what's different about it, but I don't even understand it. Um, so, yeah, so as I said, Nokia is partnering with Foxconn to build it. All Nokia does is license the design, the Nokia brand, and the Z launcher um, while getting a small cut on the back end and all the money is made by Foxconn. This is like what Polaroid did in the later years with their digital cameras, as a comparison, where they used the Polaroid name, but they weren't actually made by Polaroid. Um some quick stats it is a android tablet as one would expect 2.4 gigahertz quad core intel atom processor two gigabytes of ram 32 gigabytes of storage with uh, cameras on both the front and back um it is available for 249 um, oh it's available it is available whoa um, are there any reviews out for it no not yet uh -huh. not yet still too early it, it looks is, really nice it is the n1 from nokia so. It looks really nice. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a tablet. <laughs> I mean honestly, it, is, it has a large touchscreen, and that's about it. Yeah, I'm getting to the point where tablets have stopped exciting me. Okay. I'm a yeah. Okay. I really I tablets is like the ultimate iPad Air for me. I can just go to a place. And if I don't have to do work stuff, I can just take my iPad Air, and that thing is so light. It can do so much. It's really powerful. The 
someone here, or maybe it was another podcast, uh, the Pixelmator iPad app, you can do like serious photo editing on... Oh, I didn't realize they had an iPad app. Yeah, it, it released it a couple weeks ago for like the new chipset and everything. Oh, that's uh, cool. It's really rad. Yeah. Nice. Uh, maybe that'll be my pick next time. If I didn't have an iPad 2, maybe I would get it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Actually, Apple, the last last, uh, software update bump they did, like last week or whatever, my iPad 2 actually functions again. Oh, nice. Um, So apparently that was a software thing that was fixable because it it is way better now. Excellent. It's like it was real bad. So that's nice. I don't have to get a new iPad terrible business plan by apple we'll just make the old yeah. devices better why do they need to buy new ones come on should know better that um, has always been apple's thing though like back in yeah. the day you bought an apple computer you kept it for like five to seven years no you're right you're absolutely right like all those people with mac pros from 2008 they're still great Granted, that's a Mac Pro, but I know plenty of people with. Uh... They, they also paid fifteen thousand yeah, dollars. I was about to say, and could swap out all the internals. Uh... Oh, right, right, right. But yeah, I see plenty of people. When, like when I... the white MacBooks are just finally starting. I haven't seen one of those in like a year. Yeah, uh... I, my parents still have the like black MacBook. That oh wow. Like in tenth grade of uh, high school, and it yeah. still works. They still yeah. use it sometimes. It's cool. I'll be impressed when I see one of the like Technicolor iBooks. That that's when I'll really. Oh yeah. That's when I really get excited. Those are <laughs> right. so funky. I'll be right back. Fun. All right. Oh, this is gonna be good. Um. Well, while Dan is gone, let's let, Colby. Let's see if we can get through a story before he gets back. Okay. All right. All right. All we're right. going to quickly talk about Beats. Now, Apple acquired Beats for billions of dollars not that long ago. The question was, what are they going to do with Beats streaming service that uh, called Beats Music, similar to iTunes Radio and Spotify and all those services? Financial Times is reporting that Apple will add Beats Music to the iOS operating system as a default app starting early next year, which coincides with the Apple Watch release um, and probably some update to iOS 8. Um, This adds to the list of apps on your device that you can't get rid of. Colby, uh, does this bother you or affect you in any way? And do do you use iTunes Radio now? No, I don't use iTunes Radio. Um, There you go. It doesn't... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Ah, PowerBook G3. Wow. Now you're yeah. cooking with power. Yeah. Oh, man. That's the good stuff right there. No, I have not tried turning it on. But I have <laughs> a power supply. wonder if I can install Linux on it. <laughs> oh, the keyboard's really nice. Um, I was going to say the only effect this, like, I suspect this will... Uh, elicit some mild annoyance when I have to to tap and drag yet another app into the folder of Apple apps that I don't use, and then I'll never think about it again. Yeah. Uh, but what app is this? At least we have folders now, so <laughs> kind of make it go away. Uh, Dan, we're talking about Beats Music potentially oh. being a permanent part of iOS. 
Yeah. Another, yeah, another one little... for the dustbin. Well, on it, I would be okay with that. If it was like... Yeah. What doesn't make know. sense to me is... is I, I don't know why we need... As a brand guy, I don't know why you need both iTunes Radio and Beats Music. You should definitely fold one or the other. I think isn't didn't we get a story like that a couple weeks ago that they will be folding Beats in uh, Beats yeah. into iTunes Radio? You're right. That was a rumor, but that kind of is. I mean, I guess it does complement this if they made Beats a permanent app. Yeah. The assumption would be they would fold it up uh, behind it. Right. It would just be Radio. Uh. Well, it would just be Beat. I have to assume it would be under the Beats brand. No. Uh, I don't know, Sean. You're the marketing person. I would just, I would just say, I think Beats has a. I mean, does iTunes Radio have any? I guess iTunes has a brand, but Beats seems a sure. little more hipper, exciting. I don't. It know. does, but no, then the their music. No, like how many people use Beats Radio? How many people use like, iTunes diffi- Radio? No one, but a lot of people use iTunes or know of it. Hmm, that's a tough one. Used it. And have, like, positive memories of it. Uh, I would just like to point out this G3 has a 333 megahertz processor with 512K of cache. I like how they pointed that out. 64 megabytes of RAM, a 4 gigabyte hard drive, 8 megabytes video, and a CD drive. Wow. Right. You guys are excited. Wow. Yeah, go ahead. Put that up on eBay, Dan. I'll see. Uh, we'll... See how much it goes yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, all right, I think that's enough for the news. Uh, we got through just about all of it, so uh, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. For us. Yeah, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's a good feeling. Um, let's move on to our picks, and I am going to elect Dan Miller to go first. Oh, okay. Uh, because I've he- I've heard of this. I've heard of this. Which you've is heard of this. Wow, that, that um, is impressive. And I'm curious for your take. So, so last week I mentioned that that week was going to be the, like the uh, crazy PS4 game release week where all these great games are coming out, and one of them so is called Dragon Age Inquisition, and I played the first Dragon Age. And Colby, I think you played the first Dragon Age too. Is that true? No. no okay. I didn't. Uh, And the first Dragon Age was great. It was basically like a really polished uh, Dungeons & Dragons video game, which doesn't sound that exciting, but done really well. It's great. You don't have to worry about the dice and the Dungeon Master. You just get the great mechanics of Dungeons & Dragons in a video game. You don't have to worry about all the rules. Great. And then the second one, they were like, okay, and the story was incredible. It was like Mass Effect level... I don't even know what else. One of the best stories in a video game I've ever experienced. And then the second one was like, great. We had this great story and this like really smooth RPG gameplay. Let's remove all the great parts of the story and change it to an action game. And it was awful. It was terrible. It was just the worst of everything. And now I think they have successfully combined both of these. So it's no longer D&D in the third one, Dragon Age Inquisition, but it has a lot of RPG elements. You have like a skill tree, but there are no stats anymore. Uh, and some of the the actions you take are timing dependent. So if you want to block something, you actually have to press block, but you can pause the game at any point and queue up your actions 
Uh, or you can just keep it rolling the whole time and sort of play third person. Uh, it's a lot of fun. The story is incredible. Uh, the graphics are beautiful. Uh, if you like getting invested in characters and building a story, Dragon Age Inquisition is great. And then last week there are other Far Cry 4 is supposed to be really good. Something else came out. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 remake came out. Uh, yeah. So it was a great week for PS4. Nice. Sean is shaking his head in disbelief. My my mic was muted, Dan, because I didn't want you <laughs> to want to hear you some of my. Mm. Refreshing. Uh, thank you, Dan. Very good pick, and I recommend everyone out there. Uh, if you're going to buy the game, go to our website, don'tpanic.io. Go to the show page for this episode, and there will be a link there. Yes. Even and... if you want to buy the digital download, you can get the digital download through Amazon. So you can use your Amazon gift card, your Amazon like credit card points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we get the kickback. So you have to type the code into the. PS4, but it's a trade-off of saving money. Yeah, and it, and it helps us. To date, we've earned about three dollars. So, oh wow, um, and that that pays like Woo! some of our expenses. So uh, we appreciate it. <laughs> How much did that cost? domain cost? The dot dot io fifty dollars a year. <laughs> you know they they just emailed me that coffee and dot beer is available, and it's like fifty bucks. And I and it's been I've been sitting <laughs> waiting, and I'm like. <laughs> coffeebeer.tv wasn't even cheap but anyway we'll, we'll get into a whole domain names uh, these new ones are ridiculous yes they um, are a lot of fun can we go on a, a very short video game related tangent of course absolutely uh dan are you gonna buy far cry and i thought about it uh i've heard good things about the co-op in like a oh, really? yeah Interesting. Uh, yeah I'm going to I'm going to keep playing Dragon Age until I finish it. Okay. Uh, yeah. But if you're going to buy it, I could be convinced to take a break from it. Maybe, I don't know. I'm I'll check it out. I mean, either way, I'm going home for Thanksgiving like either tomorrow or Wednesday and then I won't be playing for like until next week, so. Right. We'll see. I'll do I'll right. do some research. Yeah, do your out. due diligence. Yeah. Good, good tangent, cool. Colby. Good tangent. Thanks. <laughs> um, I'm going to jump in and go next uh, since Colby took some time. Uh, I'm going to jump in. I have two picks. I'm going to cheat. But I have good justification because one is time sensitive and I've picked it on the show. I picked it last year at this time. Uh, how many people here out of the two of you are, are excited for Black Friday? Raise your hand. Come on, no. put it up there. Yes. Okay. I'll take it, Dan. Thank you. You're going to sit outside at 4 a.m.? You mean Black Thursday? <laughs> Have you seen the Target commercials? Yeah. No, Colby, it's Cyber Thursday. <laughs> Bring it back to the original Norse days. Uh, and, like and the good news, Colby, is you live in Massachusetts. Thanks to blue state laws, stores legally can't open on Wednesday. So thanks, Puritans. Um, and the reason I'm telling you this is because Friday is Black Friday, and there are sales going on all week. Um, I picked it last year. I'm going to pick it again. BFADS.net is my personal choice for best Black Friday site. They have all of the 
uh, ads on their website, all of the top deals. They update you, uh, especially as new sales come up, especially online sales. You can get them all there. Uh, you can make a shopping list that you can print out and take with you when you go and, and sit in a lawn chair for six hours. Um, it's a really great website. If you're into Black Friday shopping or looking to get a deal, um, there's some really good values. Really good values on tech stuff if you're into technology, and I hope you are if you're watching. Uh, BFads.net cool. is my repick. But my new pick, um, I was on the fence about new keyboards in iOS 8. I said, how are we going to make this not stupid? I, there's a great GIF keyboard I use, which I love. Because um, I'm not into the whole swipe or anything like that. I never swift key and no. So today I picked up a new app called DrawType, D-R-A-W-T-Y-P-E, uh, DrawType Keyboard. And it's kind of exactly what you expect. It's a keyboard that, uh, and here, let me show you what I'm talking about. So I'll go into my keyboard and flip through them until I get to this one right here. And I'll show you at home what I'm looking at. And it just says draw something right here. And then amazingly with my finger, I can draw a picture of, I don't know what that is. Um, and I will say they actually use a really kind of cool pen effect when you're drawing. Um, and you can choose from colors. You can put some text in there. Um, here, I'll just say hello. Uh, and it, you can doodle right on there. And then it's one tap. You just tap the button. You say copy. And then you paste. And it pastes the image right in your message. You hit send, and it sends it as a picture. And it's that simple. Uh, it's a really fast and easy way to send um, friends or family little doodles and drawings. Um, Right, right from the Apple keyboard, which is what I like. So you can use it with iMessage or uh, because it copies the picture to uh, your paste bin, you can use it in uh, Facebook Messenger or essentially any service that allows you to paste in a picture. So I don't know. I'm all between GIFs and drawing, and I'm all for this kind of fun new keyboard stuff. Um, it's actually a good way to use new keyboards. It's called DrawType. It's 99 cents, but I think that's really reasonable for a fun way to kind of doodle and draw and send your friends little goofy uh, doodles. So, draw type. It is available on the iTunes Store today. Ooh. All right, Colby. Why my don't turn. you talk to us about the uh, the Valley? Yeah. So my pick is also a game. It's called Monument Valley. Um, it's it's like an iOS game. I think it is. Yeah. It's available on Google Play for Android and also on the Amazon Store. Um, but it's like, it's kind of a puzzle game. It's really hard to explain. It's, it's basically a puzzle game. Um, and you control this, like, it's very like kind of surreal. It's, it's a little artsy and like the, the visuals are pretty surreal and really cool. Um, but the, the, the best way I can describe the, how the game works is it's like, it's basically like an MC Escher painting, like, you know, with the, the stairs that go all the crazy ways and like, can like things connect in ways that they, they can't actually connect in, in, in the 3d world in which we live. That's basically how this game works. Like it's, 
you you can there are various things that you can like move around and like rotate and like when you rotate and things overlap even if they're they're like in one view they were on on like clearly in different places like when they overlap visually they overlap physically so like the the girl can like walk over them um and that is a terrible explanation of why this is cool, but it's really cool, and you should try it. I think it was like two bucks or something on the App Store, but it's totally worth it. Um, it also has really cool like music and sounds. Like it's neat. So I, I spent like when I first bought it, I spent like two hours just laying on the couch playing this game on my phone. Um, and then I finished the game, and I got the I got the the. Uh, the DLC like in-app purchase that they have. So if you're, if you're into like kind of low key puzzle E it's, it's not super intense puzzle. Like you won't get frustrated and throw your phone on the ground and never play it again. Um, it's like, it's not that hard, but it's really, it's, it's a pretty cool experience. So I would check it out because I had a pretty good time. They also like, you can like order prints of screenshots in the game, which is sounds stupid, but the like <laughs> it's, it looks really cool there. It's, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, a work of art in and of itself. Like it's really neat. So worth playing. Cool. I can't Purchased. hear you, Sean. I keep muting the mic cause I don't want to make noise while you're talking. Uh, Thank you. Just shout at me. Uh, I played the video for people watching the uh, the video stream, so you get an idea of what it looks like. It is a beautiful game. It's available oh, nice. for uh, iOS, uh, Android, and Kindle Fire. Three ninety nine. Um, a a worthy purchase. And and Colby, you have a pretty good track record. I'm going to say when it comes to games, you turned me on to uh, what was the uh, Faster Than Light, which was oh yeah, uh, that that's was a, a fun one. one. And there's a couple others, so I'm definitely going to give this one a shot. You've I'm I'm. I hope you haven't let me down, but I don't think it, will. You, it looks really good. If you buy in the Apple App Store, they donate to uh, the Bono charity this week. Oh, yeah. And you get a crazy red app. Yes. Um, on a related game note, Sean, did you ever play World of Goo? I started it, and then I, I got frustrated, and I never played it again. Oh, <laughs> World of Goo is like... One of my favorite games That's ever. An it's so all-time. good. Yeah, yeah, because it's got the puzzle and it's got the fun and and it's got the like wacky yet weirdly relevant story. Um, it's real great, real good. I like it. So yeah. that's yeah. A, that's my my second pick since Sean <laughs> had two picks. Pick. World of Good. Yes, yeah. yes, very good. Um, awesome. Well, that concludes our show. That that was a, that was good. That was efficient. That was very uh, very right on the line. We didn't go too crazy. On time, on yeah. schedule, on schedule. Hurrah. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was go by up. far our most kind of regular professional deal. So we explained the news. The people learned a thing or two. Um, I got to say synergy. So overall, I think it was a good. <laughs> Very good. Well, uh, I want to remind everyone out there that don'tpanic.io is our website at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, be sure to follow us because I post when new episodes are available. I post about contests. I post when the show is live. Um, and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna make this commitment on the show that I told myself 
as we ramped up this whole thing, I said, we're going to do all the production values and everything. And then I'm going to worry about getting us social media and doing all that. My net, I got to, I'm going to start tweeting more and posting more and right. doing things. So that's my commitment. I'm going to try. I won't, but I'm going to try. <laughs> Your I'll commitment is that you're going to try. Yes. I, that's, you, you won't get much more out of me than that. Uh, so be sure to follow us there. And of course, don't panic. There was our website. We'll be uh, back Monday night uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific with another live episode. Um, is there anything you gentlemen would like to plug before we leave? Mm, I don't think so. Now I'm, snow is dumb. Yeah, snow's dumb. Now, I'm assuming you guys are traveling, so we're not going to see a change mode this week. No. Yeah. Okay. No, Which is... not. I'm also traveling next week. Oh. And then taking a red eye back. I mean, I'll be here on Monday. Uh, yeah. Sean said. I'm I'm crushed. Uh, that's all right. People should go back and watch old episodes uh, at yeah. changemode.de. Um, very good. Well, uh, thanks to all of you out there for joining us. We appreciate you uh, doing that. We'll see you next week right back here with a brand new episode of Don't Panic. But until then, good night. This show is brewed fresh weekly by the Coffee and Beer Podcast Network. Get all our shows at our website, coffeeandbeer.tv.